This episode of Small Town Horror is brought to you by Audible. Please go to audible.com slash sth to get a free 30-day trial. A few months ago, you heard me tell you to take control of the silence. But I didn't even know. Now, I know that it's not about the silence. It's about what fills the silence. What's waiting in the silence. Personally, since gaining that understanding, I fill my silence with comedy. Something like John Cleese's So Anyway, or George Carlin Reads to You. Though, maybe the darkness is a little closer to you than just through your headphones, and the idea of remote towns and messed up woods is your idea of fun. If that's the case, maybe something like Little Heaven by Nick Cutter. Go ahead, pick your favorite title or take a chance on something new. Then turn down the lights. Not all the way. Never all the way. And let yourself be carried away to another place without having to leave the safety of the five locks on your door and the constant nagging paranoia that someone's trying to look into your window. Or maybe that's just me. Audible's offering listeners of this podcast a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash sth and browse through the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. Fill your silence. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash sth. When I ran away from Creighton, I spent 18 years bouncing around from radio station to radio station. I remember this one job at this now defunct North Carolina radio station. It was a pretty small station that actually had less listeners than this even smaller station, WHAU, the WOW, at this college, um, oh yeah, Alexandria University. I even thought about applying for a position there, you know, maybe go back to school, but There was something wrong with that station. Flash forward almost a decade, and now I see that same college station has started to post its bi-weekly overnight show as a podcast, The Alexandria Archives. You can check it out for yourself at alexandriaarchives.com. I've posted the link in the show notes. And as they say on the wow, yeah, yeah, Wendigos. Seriously. Their mascot is a Wendigo. A cannibalistic monster with an insatiable hunger for human flesh. I'll never understand college kids. You can also check out Alexandria Archives on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. That's alexandriaarchives.com. Every town has its stories, its secrets. What possible harm could come from sharing them? Hmm? This is Small Town Horror. My name is Ryan Jennings. Small Town Horror is a bi-weekly podcast documenting my return to Creighton, Minnesota, and my continuing search for answers. For more details, please listen to all previous episodes. Why would I play that? Why would I not just delete that audio so you wouldn't have to hear that? 
I don't know. Maybe because I'm not guilty. I didn't do anything to Sarah. I'm... We are the victims here. It's... It's just complicated. I can explain it, but... I don't know if what I have to say will make any sense. Those laughs? They're people. It's me, it's Alex, it's Steven, and ten more people. Real people. The laughter scared Alex so much he moved his family away from here to escape. No one in town will talk to me, whether they know anything or not. They're afraid of it. They're afraid of me. I know what they think of me. I'm alone. Standing there in front of Julie, I had to say something. Looking into her eyes, I saw a person who was afraid of me. The man who was so slow to trust had just stolen the trust from the one person he allowed into his life. What the I can explain. You don't have to explain. No. Why? Have you ever heard my whole story? No. Why don't you ever ask? I don't want you to have to talk about it if you don't want to. But do you know my story? Sort of. I mean, people talk around the coffee pot. After I got out of the hospital, I spent like a month following him around. At first, I would just Facebook stalk him. He actually kept me as a friend. How fucked up is that? Just but stuff like that. Like maybe we really were friends and I did something wrong. I'd go by his house late at night to see if the lights were on, to see if he was at home. I'd tell myself that it made me feel better to know he was home instead of out, but the truth was I couldn't let go of him even after what happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry about any of it. It's just that it's not like that. I stopped taking my meds after I talked with Anna about her brother. I was just sort of coasting through the night until I could go to sleep. But I wouldn't dream. I'd just close my eyes and the next thing I'd know the alarm was going off. It's like I had to try extra hard just to feel anything. Even by my standards, that's no way to live. But without the meds, I couldn't sleep. It was two months of me hearing that sound. At first, it was... It was torture. But then part of me just gave in to it. Even when I said I didn't want to hear it, I... What? Don't do that, it scares me. I listened to it again two weeks ago, so I could sleep. It's okay, no one can blame you for that. It's not something you can just get over and coming off your meds cold turkey probably. No, you don't get it. I started listening to it so I could sleep. You already said that. No. No. Listen. 
this. How did you not hear that? I was busy finding speakers in the walls of Dad's room. They were playing that noise. No, the one with all the laughs. It's in the wall, Sarah. He put it there. What? Your dad? Why would he do that? I don't know. It was on a timer, set to play every night. I think it was like... I think it was like a lullaby. Why? That was you and Sarah from before you went to Ashbury. Yeah. You said you thought it was a lullaby? Yeah. What does this mean? I, I don't know. I didn't even think about it until now. I mean, my dad, what he was, what he did was... It's not the same thing. It played at the same time every night. It's not the same thing. Whatever he did, whatever he was involved in was different. He had something to do with all this. It's not the same. There are moments in life when the idea of truth just fades away. I don't know who my father was or what he was but he had that sound in his walls. Julie and I talked for a while after that, and I posted the last episode without including any of it because, because for the last two weeks, I've been struggling with who my father was. When I posted it, I didn't want to think of my father as being anything other than a monster. It's easier to believe in monsters. It's easier to put a face on pain that you don't understand or can't find reason for. After what happened to me, I hated my father for not reaching out to me. I remembered all those times he wasn't there for us. Then when I found that sound in his walls, my monster had a face and a name. But in the darkness, there was another voice. And it wasn't my father. My father's dead. He was dead before I got those tapes in the mail. And maybe, just maybe, those sounds were so he could sleep at night too. And if that's the truth, then maybe when I ran away, he was hoping I'd truly escape. But those are just guesses. I don't have the answers. What I have in front of me is the name of a company and a lead. What's more, a connection to Anna's brother. A few days later, I get an email from Jordan at Garwin Renovations. He says that the plumber who is in contact with Northwoods Reclamation is willing to talk with me. It's the best news I've heard in a long time. Welcome to Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's, a podcast where I ask the question, Whatever Happened to the Pizza at McDonald's? A proud part of the Panoply Network. I'm your host, Brian Thompson. Let's call McDonald's and <coughs> see whatever happened to their pizza. Hello. Hi. Who is this? It's Ben. Ben who? Uh, 
Ben who? Uh, Jordan said you wanted to talk with me about Northwood's reclamation. This is the tough part. I get prank callers. I don't know how the information gets out there, but people will call me. And they try to do the whispering voice. It's f***ing sick, but they do. I've never met Ben and I don't know anything about him. So for all I know, he could just be another prank. Fortunately, I figured a way around that. That's why I needed him to get that business card. Did Jordan give you the business card? Yeah, kind of a pain in the ass to drive all the way out there just to get it. I needed to know if you were who you said you were. How? Just take a look at the business card. Can you tell me where there are two dots on it? What? There are two small dots from a pen on it. Where are they? Hold on. Christ. Hold on. My glasses. Okay. Uh, I see one in the A in Garwin. And... There's one in the lower right corner of the card. Thank you. Am I in a spy movie or something? Yeah, I have some trust issues. Did you apply for work at Northwoods Reclamation over email? Yeah, why? I need you to give me the email address you replied to. The what? Yeah, I know this sounds weird, but can you please check your sent folder for your email? I need the address you sent it to. Uh, okay. Hold on. The thing about Craigslist is that they create reply email addresses. Part of the address is a random combination of letters, then a dash followed by a series of numbers. The letters, from what I can tell, don't mean anything. But using that software to look through old posts, I can use the numbers to find the exact page you responded to. It takes a few minutes for Ben to pull up the number and I search for it on my own computer. The ad reads like this. Plumber. Northern Minnesota. And then where the company name should be is just the word, subcontractor. Signing bonus to those with qualifying experience. Growing business looking for plumber to expand operations. We offer competitive compensation with retirement plan. Candidates must be able to lift 50 pounds, have no criminal record, valid identification, and must be able to pass a background check. Must be available on extended projects. Please send a resume with a list of previous employers for the last 10 years and five references. And that was it. I open up the document on Tom's computer labeled Northwoods Reclamation. It has the list of his previous 10 years worth of jobs and five references. His sister Anna isn't on there. How'd you know this was for Northwoods Reclamation? Can you send me those emails? Maybe. After you tell me what this is all about. It's kind of complicated. It doesn't take me long to dislike Ben as much as Max seemed to dislike him. Not that he was wrong in wanting an explanation, but I get the feeling he's in this for the story. This isn't some story to tell at a bar. This is my life. I spent ten minutes or so giving Ben the abridged and slightly altered version that brought me to him. One that didn't include anything about Ashbury or my father's connection to it all. If you're listening now, Ben, I'm sorry about that. 
but I didn't know anything about you either, and I needed to see how you'd react to hearing another version of things. Maybe you'd be a little too familiar with details. That's tough. Yeah, I get that a lot. I don't know. But it's the only lead I can't account for. I don't think they did anything to him, but he disappeared and I can't find any record of them. How do you know I don't really work for them and all this has been my trying to recruit other people? Because you're too much of a jackass. I don't like you. Yeah, well this isn't a joke to me. This isn't a game. Look, I don't know if you do really work for them and if this is all part of some big plan. You know what, it doesn't make any difference. Either you do and you'll give me some answers and string me along, or you don't, and anything you tell me is more than I knew this morning. Either way, knowing that they wanted to make sure you could be gone for weeks at a time without anyone worrying is a pretty big red flag. Okay, but them wanting people who could work long term doesn't sound strange. It sounded like the contractor was worried about some shrew calling him and being up his butt about her old man being on the job too long. Yeah, and to me it sounds like someone who doesn't like people asking questions. Yeah, well, your perspective is a bit, uh, unique, don't you think? It sure is. I'll send you the emails I got from them, but there isn't much else I can tell you. Is there something else you can tell me? Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't anything that meant anything, but, I, I mean, you sort of spooked me with all this. What happened? someone who would be missed. I thank Ben for his time and tell him I'll be in touch if I find anything out. Then I start to call the numbers listed on Tom's resume for references. I'm only able to get in touch with one and, saving you having to listen to a pretty cut and dry conversation, he confirmed that he got a call just like what Ben described. I don't have much time to try and figure out how I'm supposed to get in contact with Northwood's reclamation before I get another call. This time it's from my lawyer, and I can't help that feeling of anticipation. Hey, what's up? you looking into Ashbury? That's what it looks like. Ryan, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Just thinking. I don't know what's going on, but... 
I think the answer's still out in Ashbury. Ryan, don't do anything stupid. You're drawing parallels out of desperation. Look, I know you've been through a lot in the last year, and it's not fair, but you can't let yourself go down this road. Just let the police and the DEA do their jobs. Ryan? Ryan? Yeah. I'm gonna go do something stupid. I just wanted to thank everyone who's already supported the podcast and those who continue to support the podcast while I was gone. I can't do this without you. To help me keep the motel lights on as I look for Sarah, please go to patreon.com slash smalltownhorror. All donors get early access to episodes and are eligible to bonus content and other rewards as my thanks to you for support. Please donate what you can to ensure the podcast and my search can go on. That's patreon.com slash smalltownhorror.